welcome to The Wheel Deal with myself, Dr. Wheeler. The Wheel Deal is a weekly podcast that will feature issues present and past as they relate to mental health, parenting, LGBTQIA, and more. I look forward to future guests joining the show, and I hope you will join us each and every week as I dive into topics that matter providing grounded information. Namaste. Welcome back. And as always, thank you once again for joining The Wheel Deal with Dr. Wheeler. Today's topic, victim shaming victim blaming, and the psychological effects of it. This subject and topic came about after an incident at my place of employment when one of the elder members of leadership went not only to confront a youth but also her family about her actions. The issue that I had with it then and have with it now that ultimately caused me uh, some PTSD and very unsettled emotions. Thanks be to God, I was never a victim of uh, sexual abuse. However, I knew many people who were, and without doing adequate research, I'm not sure how this topic or experience carries over into other cultures. I would love to take a little bit of time to learn more about that because it seems like my African-American culture gets it wrong a lot of times. There is a large percentage of black women who come from families where either their mother or their family members, aunt, grandma, niece, what have you, actually didn't believe them when they reported sexual abuse and went one step further to do what I'm going to talk about today victim shaming, victim blaming. And unfortunately, a lot of times those young ladies grow to turn to self-harm, domestic violence relationships, um, prostitutes. They suffer a lot physically, socially, and psychologically because the elders in their lives most often older black women made them feel it was their fault that they were violated. By definition, victim blaming is someone saying, implying, or treating a person who has experienced harmful or abusive behavior like it was a result of something they did or said instead of placing responsibility where it belongs 
on the person who harms them. The message that is sent when this does not happen is that maybe there is something about you that warrants the sexual abuse and the disrespect and violation. Therefore, it leads to oftentimes them continuing a life of allowing others to take advantage of them, uh, disrespect their body and their person. It has caused a large number of survivors to not even come forward for fear they will continuously be blamed. And it also shifts the focus away from holding the person who did the harm accountable. And this is where I became overwhelmed with emotions and frustration. And I knew I wanted to take this on a larger level. I talked about it a little bit in my parenting group. I'm talking about it here on this podcast. And I've also done a very short version for my YouTube channel. When you engage in victim blaming, there is no part of that that is helpful. We already have it to where 97% of assaults 97% of assaults, last time, 97% of assaults are never reported to law enforcement in Canada. One in three girls and at least one in six boys experience sexual abuse or assault by the age 18. They fear retaliation, they fear stigma, and of course they fear the victim blaming. I knew that I wanted to double back and have a conversation with the leader who made this decision, and it was very, very difficult for me. Some of the things I heard her say, um, she's always chasing the boys. She likes to flirt. She commented on one of the male staff's cologne. None of that had anything to do with the present day matter that another young boy, both of them are 10, lifted her shirt and touched her body parts. I don't care what someone does, what someone wears how someone looks, how much someone flirts. At no time are you ever to violate a person's space. And if we continue to send this message out, we will never move the bar on people who are brave enough to report the sexual abuse and molestation. I was so proud when one of my scholars told me after her second time of being violated by an adult male, and I kept telling her, it usually doesn't happen this way. It's usually years and years down the road. The sadder part about that is because there was no physical evidence, 
we have went on for months to the point where mom is exhausted and just ready to give up. But I'm begging her to fight this fight through to the end because even though the child protective case is closed, the information still sits with the DA and we are hoping that he will move to file charges. But if someone had put the notion in her mind that she was wearing the wrong thing or sleeping the wrong way or in the wrong home, that young lady may have never come forward. And I went back to the young girl who was made to feel that she did something to cause the inappropriate touch and made sure she was clear on the fact that I didn't agree with that, I didn't support that, and I wasn't going to let that situation go. I went back around and talked to the leader who ultimately said she never knew the young child was touched, but she didn't investigate. Right away, I felt like she just went right to supporting the young boy and made the little girl feel awful. She was already crying, confused, embarrassed. And a person who said to be in charge and keep her safe made her feel like everything that had transpired was her fault. As you get older, you hear things like, why didn't you fight back? You, you shouldn't have gone home with them. Why were you dressed like that? You shouldn't have gotten drunk. That mentality comes from slave day thinking. And it has been poisoned into modern day living. Just like people will fight me up and down that whoopings are necessary. But you cannot find in life where whoopings change the behavior. Whoopings is again from that slave mentality to try and get a person to do what you want them to do using fear and corporal punishment. All you do is teach more violence. Violence begets violence. And we had a system of families and elders that would protect the perverted uncle protect the malicious grandfather, protect the brother, son, or cousin, and make the person who was molested feel bad. I've even heard of cases and and dealt with cases where the mom straight out told her daughter she was lying because she didn't want to terminate the relationship with the male, regardless of the fact that he was violating her daughter. Been made to think that, again, Something they did caused it. We've even known of cases where the parent was fully aware and never did anything about it. The child becomes an adult. They become very sexually promiscuous. And a lot of damage happens along the way. The disgust and anger and frustration I felt... To me, it's a a form of bullying. It's a form of psychological, um, oh, just it's a mishap in life, you know. And I am speaking on it on this platform as well as others, again, because I want to bring awareness that we cannot, cannot, cannot make someone feel that 
being violated was somehow their fault. It is our due diligence to protect our most valuable resource, the child. It is our due diligence to break those awful cycles. It is our due diligence to move beyond making the black girl and the black woman feel inferior to everyone in this world to think, oh, maybe she caused it. Now again, like I said, I didn't research how this carries over into other cultures. I'm speaking on my own personal African-American culture and how we have seen it be a problem for generation after generation after generation. Now, when you get to the adult level, that's where I've seen it cross those racial lines. And unfortunately, we haven't made much progress at all because again, we set up the connotation to where people just become afraid to report it because they fear no one will believe them. It is never, ever, the fault of the person who experiences it. Doesn't matter what they were wearing. Doesn't matter what they were thinking. Doesn't matter if they were drunk or sober. Doesn't matter who they went with. Doesn't matter where it happened at. It is never okay. My final statement is, remember this if you don't remember nothing else. No one, I repeat, no one, has the right to perpetrate sexual violence under any circumstances. And for the people who engage in victim blaming, there is no way that this is a helpful response. You're actually doing major damage. Please comment, please share, and please stay tuned for the next episode of The Real Deal with Dr. Wheeler. Thank you. Namaste. This brings us to the close of this week's episode of The Real Deal with Dr. Wheeler. Be sure to share this with your friends, colleagues, and loved ones and return each week for more great topics and special guests. Until the next one, namaste.